The following is an episode of Landlord and Tenant VIP, a special monthly bonus episode that's only able to be heard by our Patreon subscribers. However, as it's our first episode, we're going to give everyone a little taste of what they're missing. So if you like this episode and would like to hear more of Landlord and Tenant VIP, head over to patreon.com slash landlord tenant and sign up. Everybody and welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Podmas VIP, the only VIP podcast that has the balls to ask the question: Can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James, and I'm Tenant Michael. And uh, I wish you could all see us here. We're not recording this special bonus episode for our Patreon friends in my shabby, cramped one-room apartment. Right, James? Hell nah. This episode is VIP. So that means we couldn't record it at Mike's piece of crap place. We're recording this in my games room in the basement of my beautiful Hogs Hollow mansion. I have a 200-inch projection TV. I've got a pool table and a snooker table. I've got uh, a painting of a completely... Uh, everyone in this painting is nude. Yep. Um, it's it's my games room. What can I say? Yeah. I've got a roulette wheel. This is VIP, baby. So um, please enjoy. You got a full-scale naked painting of Pamela Anderson, I believe that's what that is? Is that Pamela? Oh, yes, yes. The uh, the Yasmin Bleef is uh, down there uh, in the hallway. But yes, a full-scale naked painting of uh, Pamela Anderson, and uh, it is uh, uh, to scale. So uh, that would Mary? be like exactly if Pamela was here in this room. Very impressive. Um, guys, we just want to thank you so, so much for helping us on Patreon. We are truly grateful. Absolutely. Um, we, without you, we would be nothing. <laughs> what was that from? Um, I don't know, Robert De Niro or something in a Scorsese movie. Doesn't he say that line in mm. Does he say that line in Taxi Driver or something? Without you, we would be nothing? I think so. I don't think so. I think he does. You talking to me? Hey. Without you, we'd be nothing. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You, you parting at me if uh, they made that today. If they, yes, if they good made points. Scorsese should make a podcasting film. Imagine that. That would be so unbelievably fucked up. Imagine yeah. Daniel Day Lewis oh. returning from retirement to, to take one final acting role where he plays like. A down and dirty Lower East Side podcaster in the forties. I'm Ra- I'm Ray Liotta. Is that Ray Liotta? I'm sure. Ray Liotta. They say you know podcasting is easy. Well, you never done it with this bunch of guys. I don't know. Right, and a bunch of guys sitting around in their shirt sleeves, going, "Hey, Ugh. you know, 
Well, folks, <clears throat> this is just a little bit of what you can expect on Landlord and Tenant VIP. These Scorsese podcasting jokes are for your ears only because you have been generous with your money and have supported the podcast. We truly appreciate it. Yes, and we really are grateful because, you know, these damn bills and we want to buy another microphone so we can have more guests and we want to get earphones and stuff like that. And it's really, really grateful that you guys help us. Thank you so much. Mm. That's, oh, that's me kissing ew. your earbuds. It sounded like you were eating a peach. No, I was kissing their earbuds. No, no one wants you to kiss their ears. Well, I'm warm and wet lips, so Ugh. maybe they might want me to. Um, I just like to set you know, a bit more of the scene here. <sighs> sure, sure. Usually, when we record, I'm either in my pajamas or my little jean shorts or something. But this week, because we're in your sort of upscale home, I'm wearing a suit. And I've also got here a nice martini mm-hmm. that uh, I'd like to point out, James, you did not prepare for me. I had to bring the ingredients and make it myself. Yeah, I just didn't want to have to do another LCBO run, so I thought you could bring your own drinks. Um, that's right. I'm wearing uh, my very stylish $1,800 one-piece jumper, uh, and I've got my slippers on, and... Uh, Oh, it's a very VIP feel. It's just night and day from doing this in your hellhole. It smells a lot better here than it does in my apartment. Absolutely. I have little uh, perfume vents that spray, well, perfume vents and cologne vents, and they spray hits of uh, cologne or perfume as you walk by. Now, is it just me, and I don't mean to, I'm not accusing you of anything, but is that chalk? On your pool table, that big skinny long line on the middle of the pool table—is that chalk um, for chalking up the pool cue? Or yeah, yeah, it's just some uh, just some ground up chalk that uh, I left there. Yeah, interesting. So, you might want to clean. I'll well, clean that no, up. No, no, I'll no, clean no. It up. Just leave it. Leave it, and I'll uh, I'll take care of it after you go. Okay. Ah, the VIP experience. I hope the listeners are feeling this, is getting a sense of how VIP this is. Absolutely. Well, we should we get into the, what the treat is, what we're gonna, how we're gonna kick off our first ever landlord and tenant VIP episode, James? Absolutely. Um, we wanted to do something a little different and a little fun for our treasured and valued and beloved Patreon subscribers. We so love them. We love you. We thought we'd come up with uh, a little fun thing here to do on landlord and tenant VIP. We thought we'd play a little game where we talk about our favorite TV themes of all time. That's right. We're talking the boob tube here. That's right. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna introduce some TV themes, and Mike and I are each going to give them our own rankings. Right. And these are official rankings, so they will be marked down, and they will stand for all time. Right. And uh, it's, it's going to have a bit of a... I guess a Siskel and Ebert vibe, except that unlike Siskel and Ebert, we're both still alive and kicking. That is uh, very true. Who do you think would be who? No, I'm not talking later Siskel and Ebert. I mean in their prime. In their prime, when they're young and fit and healthy and, Mm. you know, built like two Adonises. Um, I'm going to say I would be Ebert. Yeah, politically, I think you'd be closer to Ebert. I guess I'm Siskel. I don't know much about him except he was bald. you, You give off a Siskel vibe, and I don't mean that, like... In a negative way, I mean it as a compliment. Only in the 90s could uh, two regular-looking Joes become two of the biggest stars on television. Right. If you were... I don't know how old our listeners were, but in the 90s, Siskel and Ebert... I guess the biggest stars in North America were Nirvana. Ricky Martin. Pearl Jam. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and Siskel and Ebert. Yeah. 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 Everywhere. They they toured around with Lollapalooza. Do you remember that? I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. It would be kind of like uh, the Smashing Pumpkins would play, you know, the set. And then and then Siskel and Ebert would come out and review, you know, uh, Deep Impact and live. It was wild. And, and people went nuts. Yeah. I, um, I have an older friend... Uh, who I used to work with at CN Tower, who told me one day that he was at the Toronto Lollapalooza stop, which I believe was in, in Barrie, at Molson Park in Barrie. Okay. And he remembers seeing Siskel and Ebert hit the stage in Lollapalooza just when his um, mushrooms kicked in. Oh. And he said it was the greatest way to see them. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess I could see that. You wouldn't get the whole experience unless you were... Yeah, fucked out of your mind. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Well, um, well, anyway, that's us. And who knows? Maybe we'll be, uh, you know, uh, finding ourselves on some music festival, Velt or whatever. Uh, Coachella, too. Coachella. Burning Man. Oh, I'd love to perform there. Could have uh, our Arcade Fire. Who is even in a band in a festival anymore? Arcade Fire? No. I think just Tom York and... Uh... <laughs> and hip-hop acts. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Well, anyway, this is the TV theme ranking VIP episode. And, oh, we couldn't be more excited. So, uh, shall I go first, introducing a a TV theme here? Please go ahead. Folks, I'm going to play for you a theme that, uh, if you don't know it, you should, because it's pretty good. And I'm talking about the television show, Gummy Bears. Stories to share All through the forest They sing out in chorus Marching along As their song fills the air Gummy bears Bouncing here and there And everywhere High invention That's beyond compare They are the gummy bears Now how about that? Wow! Yes, it was Disney's Adventures of the Gummy Bears And, um... Much like the original gummy bear snack, this thing could cause tooth decay because it's just so darn sweet. <laughs> um, James, I'm ge- yeah, I'm a little surprised. I didn't, I didn't anticipate this being uh, one of your choices. Are you a big gummy bears fan? Oh well, I'm not so much a fan of the cartoon, the gummy bears, as much as I'm a fan of uh, corporate synergy. And I love the idea that they had a product and they found a way to market it to kids, not just to eat this little tasty snack, but to also sell them a cartoon and toys and that kind of thing. And let's face it, the song is a banger. I love this song. That's an amazing song. It's it's catchy, and the man singing it obviously has a, a gorgeous voice. Yeah, because I my voice I'm, I have a cold right now, but the way it goes up in the chorus there, gummy it's very anthemic yeah Yeah. like there's passion in his voice i'm picturing man so what years was like 85 Uh, 86 years ran from 1985 to 1991 so i'm thinking of a guy in 1985 sitting in a you know like a guy with long blonde hair he's in a rock band playing bars on the sunset strip and he Mm. he picks up extra money by doing uh you know uh, jingles and theme songs and he's in a recording studio in the booth and he's probably hungover, probably mm. just got you know kicked out of his apartment for being uh, not paying rent. Yeah, maybe he just found his girlfriend's pregnant, Ooh. and he's in the booth. He's going, "Gummy bears, 
Yeah, that's one way. I see him as more of a Peter Cetera like um, guy in a golf shirt with maybe a perm and like a, right. a, a, a diamond earring and maybe a necklace. And he's he's all about it. A diamond earring. And I see him just like literally crying in the bathroom before recording because he's so passionate about this song. Really? And then the lights come on and he friggin' nails it. I love that song. Yeah. I give that a 10 out of 10. That is a James Hartnett 10 out of 10 theme song, in my opinion. Classic. Well, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the show. I'm not a big fan of Corporate Synergy. I'm definitely not a fan of, um, you know, tricking children into eating uh, basically poison. Mm, we disagree on which that. Which is what gummy bears are. We disagree on but that. But I do like the lyrical content. It's talking about history and mm. mystery and, <laughs> you know, adventure beyond compare. That's, mm. that's something that I think is is positive for kids. I wish kids more kids were interested in history. As you know, before you uh picked me up today, I was reading my uh Margaret Macmillan uh, book about World War 1, you know, the war that ended peace. And um uh, so yeah, uh because of that, it has some good lessons for kids. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Oh, wow. Okay. But what about the passion? The passion in the chorus. I yeah, yeah. All right. I I don't argue that, you know, he's a passionate singer. I just don't like you know, the overall package of selling right. poison to children. But anyway. Fair enough. All right. My first choice uh, for a classic theme song. Excuse me. Oh, God bless you. Uh, my first choice for a classic theme song I'd like to uh, rate and review and discuss with you, James, is it's a Canadian uh, show. Boo. And it's a Canadian. It's not on the air anymore, I, well, except for, I guess, reruns. Um, but it's a Canadian show that was comedic and it had a theme song also done by a comedic group of canadians oh okay so uh it's the theme song to the royal canadian air farce sketch series that was on cbc from 1993 to i think last year or no they still do new year's eve specials our 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 guest uh chris wilson and emma hunter we've had two guests who have been on the show so uh it was uh, a theme song called sonata para bombachas and it was performed by the bare naked ladies So there we go. That was the Bare Naked Ladies with the famous song Sonata para Bombachas, which served as the theme song to the Royal Canadian Air Force sketch series on CBC television. Now, I love that song because it's not very long. Then they do a lot without even using words. It's just musical. It reminds me um, a lot of like a, a Bobby McFerrin style. They're doing a lot of doot, doot, boop, Bobby, boop, doot, kind of using their voices as mm. instruments, but not actually using words. And the way the music melds perfectly with the visuals. You know, it swells when you see Don Ferguson. The music swells when you see uh, Roger Abbott and Luba Goy and, and John Morgan, the Welsh cast member also. <laughs> it's so wonderful. It works perfectly. And unlike the Gummy Bears theme song, they're not selling you garbage. They're saying, hey, welcome to the party. We're all going to have some laughs tonight. Here's our song. Okay, what do you uh, what do you uh, rank it? What's your rating? Well, before I rank it, I'd like to hear your reaction. <laughs> My to take, it. yeah. Um, it's uh, one of the shittiest songs I've ever heard. 
It's super lame. It's the kind of thing... I told you the Bare Naked Ladies did it, though, right? Yes, you did. It's the kind of song you expect, like, a dude wearing a vest and a fedora present day, you know, to be listening to on his earphones. What? Like an, uh, an adult improviser guy. Like, it's really lame. Well, that's good. No, it's not good, Michael. That song's really lame. Like, it just reads like a, a, a corny. It's corny. I don't know. I get a different thing. I guess I know a bit more about the history of jazz than you do. Oh, that's jazz. So in there, yes, it is jazz. They're they're referencing scat. They're referencing bebop. They're referencing even a little bit of uh, you know um, salsa, rumba type influential, like the Cuban jazz. So who's who's like the the most famous jazz person? B.B. King uh, or Michael Bublé? Oh, no, old, old, old time jazz. Oh, Miles Davis, Miles John Davis. Coltrane. So you're telling me Miles Davis would hear that crap and go, hey, that's pretty cool, man. I think he was still alive when this was made, and if I'm not mistaken, I think he played a little bit of horn on, no, on Sonata para Bombachas. I'm pretty sure I read that somewhere. And, you know, you can, a lot of those guys in the 30s and 40s, 50s, these jazz musicians, they were brilliant, but they had they struggled with um, substance abuse. And you can hear remnants of that, echoes of that, in the Air Force theme song. Well, and the- Stephen Page was arrested for that, wasn't he? Yeah, he's a modern-day jazz man. I don't know. So I give it 10 out of 10. Ugh. Perfect song. I give it 2 out of 10. 2 out of 10 tops. You need to read a book about jazz. You need to read a book about what's cool. That sucks. Okay. What's your next uh, pick there, James? Please don't die. Sorry about all my coughing oh, here, folks. That made a uh, great headline. Oh, podcaster dies during recording a first bonus Patreon episode. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to die. I just have a cold. Um, <clears throat> my uh, my uh, next theme song is uh, another one from the 80s. And boy, oh boy. You're is... really stuck in the 80s today. <laughs> <laughs> boy, oh boy, is this a classic. Folks, I'm talking about the theme song from the hit TV show, Growing Pains. So how about that song? Growing Pains was on the air from 1985 to 1992, almost the same time frame as the Gummy Bears. And they Oh, really, wow. Yeah. And you know what? It's kind of a similar theme song, and I love them both. I always love that at the beginning there. Show me that smile. Show me that smile. Right. So good. Um, now, here's an interesting thing. This theme song was not written by Alan Thicke. Right. But Alan Thicke wrote a lot of theme songs. And he starred in Growing Pains. Th- oh, sorry, yes. He was As Dr. Seaver. <laughs> he was the dad in Growing Pains. He wrote the theme song for Different Strokes. I wonder if he submitted a theme song for Growing Pains and the network was like, sorry, it Alan. must have happened, right? And he must have been in such a bad mood. Yeah, there's he- no way he didn't want to write that theme song. There's no way. Yeah. Because he wrote theme songs for Different Strokes, Facts of Life, uh, The Joker's Wild, uh, something called show. Animal Crack Ups. Right. And uh, Wheel of Fortune? Alan Thicke wrote the Wheel of Fortune? Apparently, according to uh, Billboard.com. I wonder what Alan Thicke's uh, 
rejected theme for Growing Pains would have sounded like. I wonder if it would have been like, uh, you got growing pains. I'm a doctor and I got some kids. Oh, yeah. That's a good Alan Thick. Thanks. I bet it, here's my guess. Ow, ow, ow. I've got some growing pains. That would have worked, I'm going to say, even better than the one they, they chose. Yeah. Um, and he's saying, ow, ow, ow. And every time he says, ow, they show you one of the different cast members. Yeah. Ow, ow. What are growing? I mean, are growing pains even a real thing? I think it's like, you know, your bones are stretching. You're getting hair on parts of your body going through puberty. And Does you that feel- hurt? I know when I got pubic hair, I was in agony. <laughs> the pain was very intense. Oh boy! You didn't you you didn't experience that? No, I did not. Because I always assumed that the name of the show, Growing Pains, was kind of like a sly nod to the pain of <laughs> when you first be- get you know pubic hair. No, Michael, I think that's uh, just something you've experienced. I don't know. Um. Anyway. Um. I love this song, Mike. What do you What do you think? Well, I'm gonna say uh, it's a pretty good song. It's catchy. The one thing I mo- I, I really appreciate about the Growing Pains theme song is that it has the duet between a man I and a woman. That. So that immediately reminds me of classic male female you know singing duos. I'm thinking of you know is it Barry Gibb and Barbara Streisand? Mm. I'm thinking of you know ABBA. Fleetwood Mac. Oh, yeah. Those classic groups that have men and women singing together. Roxette. Roxette. She's got the look, you know, and it creates that wonderful tension. Uh, Nancy Sinatra and Lee Hazelwood. Mm-hmm. Serge Gainsbourg and Brigitte Bardot. Hart, you know? I think, also. Well, I don't know. It was the two sisters in Hart. Oh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> sorry. Well, I thought it was a, a woman and a man. Well, I don't, we could Google it, but um, uh, anyway, I I love that dynamic, and uh, it really took me down memory lane. I love it. Um, can I rate it? I think I should go first. Please, please do. I love that song. I love the show. Uh, um, Leo DiCaprio was in that show. Imagine Leonardo DiCaprio. I'd love to see him listening to that theme song today and just seeing how what his face does when he hears that song if he can move his face he's probably so uh, hopped up on drugs right well don't you think well i do think he is yeah mm. and you know he used to be part i wonder if the pussy posse ever hung out on the set of <laughs> growing pains remember the pussy posse uh, i remember reading was about it him toby mcguire was it alan mm. thick was alan thick no in the pussy no posse? no the thickster wasn't in it uh, was boner from growing pains in the pussy posse <laughs> I don't think so. I'll tell you but, who wasn't uh, in that. It was Kirk Cameron, born again Christian. Well, that's a good point too. You, that's another reason for you to like the show. Um, I guess you're Catholic, and he's kind of a, a, he's, a Baptist he's event, or something, evangelical Christian. Yeah, yeah. Um, but are you sure Alan Thicke wasn't in the Pussy Posse, going around New York City or Beverly Hills, you know, party to party, just hey, I know up I'm a chicks. bit older than these guys, but uh, I want to be part of this. Yeah. I don't think he was. Uh, Lucas Haas was in it. David Blaine. The Magician. If you don't know about this thing, Google it. It's very disturbing. I wonder if they had a theme song. <laughs> Pussy Posse. Maybe it was the Growing Pains uh, theme song. It could have been. Um, I'll give the Growing Pains theme song a 9.5 out of 10. It's not quite Gummy Bears good, but it's very good. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I guess it's me again. Um, now, this next show is an American sitcom. Debuted in tw- uh, 2007, and it's currently in its final season. It is a runaway, gigantic blockbuster hit. You've got Galecki. 
You've got oh um, god, who plays? And it's Big Bang Theory. Johnny Galecki, who plays Sheldon? Uh, Jim Jim Parsons. Yeah. When you've got that Galecki Parsons energy in one show, come on, you got a hit in your hands. <clears throat> Do you want to know something interesting? What? I listened to Macaulay Culkin on Joe Rogan, not to brag. Okay. And Macaulay was offered a part in that show, and he said no. Wait. So he said on Joe Rogan. Macaulay Culkin turned down a chance of a lifetime? Mm-hmm. He doesn't need the money. What a fool. Mm, I agree. But That would have been a little bit of a different show if heroin-addicted Macaulay <laughs> Culkin had been one of the nerdy scientists. Yeah. Don't you think? Like, yeah. there would have been... Something would have happened. TMZ, like, star of Big Bang Theory found dead in hotel room. Mm, very different show. <laughs> well said. Well, uh, let's hear this uh, theme. I've well, never watched this show, so I don't even know what Well, the it's only is. the most popular show in America. Um, also, something in common with my first pick, the theme of the Big Bang Theory, written by and performed by the BNLs, Bare Naked Ladies. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state Then nearly 14 billion years ago Expansion started, wait The Earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall We built the pyramids, math, science, history Unraveling the mystery that all started with a Big Bang And there it is, the Big Bang Theory theme song by Scarberia's own BNL's uh, The Bare Naked Ladies What is wrong with you, two Bare Naked Ladies once? What can I say? They're the kings of TV theme songs. Oh, that was so lame. You know, not only are they making sweet millions from that Air Farce theme song, (laughs) you know, that earworm, they're also making money every time an episode of The Big Bang Theory plays. And um, I love that song. So they're worth like a billion dollars I think so. They're up there um, with Dr. Dre. And I love that song because, first of all, it sounds nice as a catchy tune but it is basically it encaps it like sort of condenses four years of university education in a minute and 45 second pop song Hmm. they're talking about the big bang theory evolution they're talking about the ice age they're talking about uh quantum physics hell they're even talking about uh, splitting the atom and and um Mm. the development of uh nuclear weapons so i think it's a great song for everyone to listen to they're such nerds that song's really both of those songs are so lame i don't know how to describe them other than like i just imagine a white guy in a vest and a fedora bobbing along to it and that's a bad thing that's like a guy who's dressed like he he does the skank dance what's the skank dance you know from ska oh yeah yeah yes from ska Okay, yeah. well, sorry. Isn't like okay. guys who dress like they're into ska, I feel like would like those songs. Well, that's if what you... I'm trying to say. Okay, well, maybe this will change your mind about the song. Um, I found this on the internet in September 2015, because as we all know, Stephen Page um, was ejected from the band not too long after uh, the Big Bang Theory theme song was recorded. He co wrote it. And in 2015, TMZ uh, found some court documents that Stephen Page had filed over some royalties he felt he was due for the theme song. He alleged that he was promised 20% of the proceeds from the song. Um, and he claimed that Ed Robertson, the villainous Mr. R, had kept all of <laughs> Stephen Page's money for himself. Now, can you imagine that? I always liked Stephen Page the best, because he's like, you know, he's the only like remotely edgy one. He's like the John Lennon mm-hmm. of, of the Barenaked Ladies. That's right. He's the Joe Strummer. 
And Ed Robertson, he just sounds like a hokey dad, you know? Like, you know, hey, how you doing? Uh, like, all his songs were always were worse. He was a rapper. He's not a rapper. Anyway, Stephen Page, uh, despite this theme song being huge on a very popular TV show, he got ripped the hell off. That's too bad. I'm surprised he didn't hire an assassin, <laughs> honestly, to kill Ed Robertson. If, if that cost him, like, hundreds of millions of dollars... That is worthy of hiring an assassin, honestly. Imagine a I'm just go I'm just being silly here, but imagine a movie set during this sort of uh dispute where Stephen Page hires a, a killer to assassinate Ed Robertson because of the, the royalties for the Big Bang Theory theme song. I would pay to see that. I would love that movie. It's a good idea and uh wow. The big bullet theory. Oh my god, that's good. Right? That big bullet theory. Anyway, I give the song 10 out of 10. I will give it a 1.1 out of 10. You have 10 ears. No, I don't. I can tell what's cool and what's lame. All right. So uh, I think we're at my uh, my final uh, TV theme we're going to play here. And um, this one isn't exactly... um, I mean, it's it's not on television. But it is kind of a theme song. It's not actually. It's not totally even a theme song. But you're breaking the rules during no, our first bonus episode. It's basically a, a, a theme song. Uh, okay. I'll just play it for you here. Naughty America. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody does it better. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about the little intro clip they play before pornographic films made by the film studio. Naughty America. If you ever visit Pornhub or YouPorn or YouJizz.com and you click on one of their videos, you'll hear that little snippet before all the action begins. That's uh, not uh, TV. That's, that falls well outside the bounds of uh, TV theme songs. It, it is a theme song, kind of. There's no music. Well, that's one clue that tells you it's not. There wasn't music in the Air Force one. Yeah. There wasn't music in the Air Force one. It was voices. Well, that's it, still they were singing a melody. So this what's was, the difference? This, this was a, a woman actor saying, "Welcome to pornography." But like, what's uh, the difference? It, there's music in the way she says it. Right. Nobody does it. No, oh, please, please don't. No, but what's the difference between that and going? Well, one is respectable and one is embarrassing. No, it's not. No, it's not. Anyway, well, what what do you like about that? Well, it's a great pornographic film studio. They have really interesting stories. Um, they they launched in 2001. Uh, originally, they were called SoCal Cash, but changed their name to Naughty America. Um, they also have, this is kind of funny, in the Naughty America logo, uh, the date 1776 is in there, which is a reference to the uh, to uh, when Thomas Jefferson declared the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. How about that? Is that true? This is true, according to Wikipedia. Can you imagine if... Thomas Jefferson came back to life, and someone was like, "Hey, um, you got to see this." <laughs> and they took him to Pornhub, and he was like, "Oh, oh. my legacy lives on." <laughs> and then he watches, I don't know, like uh, a threesome, or like you know, stepmom, a... fuck son, <laughs> and he's like, "I'm proud to the the what is it? The tree of liberty must from time to time be jizzed on." <laughs> From Patriots. Oh. I paraphrased his famous saying. Well done. Well done. Wow. So this, they, this is true. This they is... reference American history on those lips. Well, th- these aren't idiots, Mike. They're really smart business people, and they have great taste. Uh, they also launched a gay line called Sweet 703, 
If, Are know. they referring to seven? Is that seven hundred three? Uh, any part of American history, or is that an area area code? I don't or? know. Maybe something happened in the in the USA in the year seven hundred three. I know the USA didn't, didn't AD. exist, but well, I'm thinking I'm thinking Roman Empire times seven hundred three. Yeah. Maybe there was uh, some. I don't know. Something happened. In Maybe they're referencing the construction of Hadrian's Wall. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they probably are. Yeah. We solved it. Yeah, sweet 703. Hadrian's Wall was built, and uh, there was a lot of, you know, sex going on between... Slippery walls, and, and we'll leave it at that. Uh, Yeah, so I- I'm a big fan of Naughty America. Shout out to them, if any of them are Patreon subscribers. And uh, I just think it's a great theme. It's a fun theme. It's It gears you up. It gets you ready for what you're going to watch. And, uh, yeah, I give it... Uh, Look, it's no gummy bears, it's no growing pains, but I'll, I'll give it a, let's just say I'll give it a 6.9. Oh, very clever. Filthy. Sneaking in some filth into this bonus episode. Uh, I've already said it's not a theme song, there's no music there, it's just a pervert speaking, her mind, and so I give it a zero. Oh, come on. Zero out of ten. All right. It goes from one to ten. I'll give it a one, then. So here's my final choice in our exploration of our favorite... Um, classic theme songs this is one that is not a sitcom and it's not a drama okay it's uh <laughs> i bet you i bet you're wondering well what the hell is it uh right james comedy no, uh it's not no, a comedy not a drama i don't know guess what it is okay it's the opening theme song to cbc's flagship news program the national I feel like I've just been dancing all night long at the Hacienda nightclub in Manchester in the late 80s with that intense, electronic, edgy dance music sound. I feel like I'm, I'm, I've lost 20 pounds dancing and I'm high out of my mind on ecstasy and I've been making out with God knows who in the corners. What a <laughs> wonderful song uh, to, to kick off a news program. Well. How how is that better than the Naughty America one? At least mine had had words. It had music. This was a symphony. Yeah, but that's uh, did did uh, Bach or Be- Beethoven have words in Beethoven. their uh, famous songs? No. But you're never going to hear that on the radio. That's never going to get played. Well, you like, might. No, uh, if you that, listen to that's the right. boring. Anyway, I couldn't stop dancing. You'll testify to that, James. Yeah. I love it. And no matter how horrible the news is and there is a lot of horror and war going on i'm talking about yemen mm-hmm. talking about syria yeah every few weeks you hear about a new outbreak of ebola mm. um climate change is a major problem our nuclear standoff with north korea um the rise of the far right in eastern europe western europe and, and north america the usa and the usa and south america with brazil's yeah. mm-hmm. bolsonaro Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about things like uh, senior abuse. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about things like um, the Catholic Church and all of their molestation scandals. Yeah, basically what I what I'm saying is that no matter how grim the news is, you hear that opening theme song and you're off your seat, your chair dancing and having a nice time. And I Ugh. think more news programs should do this. It's so embarrassing, folks. I was walking. Um, 
with Mike down the street, down Bloor Street, and uh, we walked by kind of an open window, and it was in sort of a busy area, and like a uh, a bar had the hockey game ending on TV, and the news came on, and in front of all these people, the news begins, and Mike just starts dancing in the street, like almost as though he was in a music video or a commercial or something. Like he's dancing, he's hopping on the newspaper well, box. Everyone's like, what the hell is wrong with this that's idiot? That's what that song is made for. And I'm like, I don't know. Dance. I don't know this guy. And Mike's just dancing, shaking his butt to the national theme song. Where I tried to do a little, um, like a head spin, like break dancing. Yeah. Didn't, didn't go exactly as I'd hoped. <laughs> no, no. You just hurt rolled, my neck. Rolled over. Yeah. But that song was built for dancing. It's like it's you, not. It's like um, if you told me that, uh, I don't know, Funkadelic was meant for sitting down and listening to, or, you uh, know, James Brown. Oh, I'm going to sit down. No, you'd be nuts to say that. That song is meant for dance floor action. I give it 10 out of 10. I love it. And I guess two of my three songs have been uh, Canadian shows, so good for me. <laughs> well, um, I don't know. That's maybe like a 2.1. Like it's, I don't hate it. I'm sorry, there's no porno involved good. in it. Well, maybe it'd be a little better if at least you knew there was some kind of sexiness uh, behind it. I don't know. Tonight's <laughs> top story: sixty nining in Ottawa. Is that what you want? <laughs> yes, actually, yes, I would. Let's get Andrew Shear and find out who he's sixty nining with. Do you think he's ever sixty nine? Andrew Shear, leader of the Canadian Conservative Party, because he's from mm. Saskatchewan, and Ooh. as far as I know. They don't do that there. Uh, yeah, no, he hasn't then. I don't think you do it in Saskatchewan, no. If he was from, I don't know, the Maritimes, yes. Yeah, they're known for that. But Saskatchewan, nah, nah, don't see it. Right. That's like missionary all the way. Right. You know? I doubt, I doubt there's even been a situation in Saskatchewan where the woman is on top. You're to probably honest. right. You're probably like, right. Let's be real. Yeah. You're telling me in Saskatoon, a husband and wife are making love and the woman goes on top? Seems unlikely, because mm. they're farm people yeah. and uh, not very smart, very <laughs> cultured. I hope we don't have any Patreon listeners from Saskatchewan. Uh, I, I'll have to check. <laughs> um, <clears throat> okay, so that was, oh, that was, that was our, our theme song ranking episode of Landlord and Tenant VIP. I give it... Two thumbs up. Me too. I'm bringing that back around to uh, Siskel and Ebert, which we were talking about earlier. That's right. And uh, I think this was fun. It was fun to have a change of pace to record something in my place instead of yours. It's nice to record and not have to worry about, you know, cockroaches and rats and, uh, yeah. you know. And rat kings. Rat when, kings. When several yeah. rats get their tails tied together accidentally and right. they run around and oh. sort of one hive mind like what a uh, nightmare creature. what a nightmare like that happens at your house no it's fun i think this is a more of an exclusive show we're in mm-hmm. a more exclusive place um it's a bit wilder it's behind the velvet rope we could exactly. say exactly um, right and there's a chance we might we might put this episode on the main uh download feed just to give everyone else a hint of what they're missing like a drug dealer who uh gives you your first one for free and then yeah. makes you pay with your life or be like afterwards exactly or it'd be like if I'm at a club and there's some girls dancing and I just pull my pants down a little and show a little bit of my butt. It shows you what you're missing. Okay. So, uh, Patreon folks, don't worry. We will not make a habit of this. No. We will not be giving this episode to the hordes. Again, if, or if, if ever, very rarely. Right. Just to show them what we're missing. But this is just going to be for you. 
and we really, really appreciate you, and thank you very much. Um, it's VIP. I don't know what to tell you. You guys are the VIP. Okay, remember the Comedy Network show, Keys to the VIP? Right. You guys have it. You guys have VIP. And, you know, we're here for you. Well, I've had fun. I'm feeling good. Uh, we laughed. We learned a bunch. And uh, if you don't mind, James, I might go uh, freshen up my drink. Uh, actually, I'm getting a bit a bit uh, sleepy, and i got to take care of that chalk on the pool table. So, um, Oh, could you give me a yeah. ride back downtown? Because I'm... Otherwise, I'm stranded. I don't yeah. have Uber or Lyft. Well, the Blue Line bus runs mm. at this time of night. So I think you, yeah, there's you can, it's, it's like, like a 50 minute walk and you can get on the Blue be Line. like a two hour bus I ride just, back. Uh, you right. know, I'm, I had a couple of. Uh, can I sleep here at least? Oh, God. I'm thinking, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I. All right, I'll get the bus. I have, I am sick. I'll catch the bus. I'm sick. I do. I do have a cold. So it would just be weird. I wouldn't want to get you sick. Well, thank you then. I'll go catch the bus. Yes. Um, okay, cool. Well, uh, Mike, this was uh, very fun, I think. Very I hope, fun. I hope our Patreon people liked it. and We're going to do this more. We're, well, we're going to do it once a month for you. <laughs> right. Well, um, bye, James. Bye.